Hi there, Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, where slick is the word on streets and sidewalks. Here's the wrap on today's top stories. It's Wednesday, January 17th. At least five people in Seattle died from exposure to the extreme cold over the weekend. Casey Martin reports. Freezing rain fell in Ballard on Wednesday as four people huddled together outside the library. Howard Cartwright heated his hands over a propane stove sitting on the ground. My gloves had got wet, and so I was able to use it to dry my gloves up. On Saturday, a man was found dead in the car he'd been living in nearby. The King County Medical Examiner's Office says he died from exposure to the cold when temperatures were below freezing. At least four other people also died from hypothermia in Seattle since last Thursday. Cartwright said if his stove runs out of gas, he may go find a shelter to sleep. It's tough sleeping out here on the concrete. Draws the life from you. In time, kills you being out here on it. The city kept its warming shelter at Seattle Center open through Wednesday night because of the weather. Forecasters say the freezing temperatures are done for now, but the rain isn't going anywhere. In Ballard, I'm Casey Martin, KOW News. With temperatures ever so slightly warmer now, emergency shelters are ending in Seattle today. In Tequila, asylum seekers who were temporarily put up in hotels were supposed to head back to their camp near a church this week. But instead, some are staying past checkout time. Gustavo Sogrero visited with them. Over the past few months, Angelica has been going to school and living in a tent. As temperatures dropped over the weekend, the church and others worked together to put her up in a hotel. She's glad to be out of a tent. Speaking through an interpreter, she says they're tired of living in bug and rat-infested conditions. That's why they're asking local and state governments to help them stay out of the cold. A spokesperson for the governor's office says that Inslee has requested increased funding in the state budget for programs that the legislature will have to approve. That money wouldn't arrive until later this year. Until then, the church and grassroots organizers are working to raise funds to pay for housing and find more cost-effective ways to house people. Organizers say right now it costs $5,000 to house 100 people for a night. Gustavo Sagredo, KUOW News. It's been a painful week for the family of the late Manuel Ellis. Ellis's sister is criticizing Tacoma officials for not disciplining the police officers that were charged but acquitted in her brother's death. It's a shame that you guys felt it was okay to pay millions of dollars to killer's cop, plus almost four years worth of salary. Officers Shane Burbank, Timothy Rankin, and Matthew Collins resigned from the department following their recent acquittals on murder and manslaughter charges. They'll also receive a payout of half a million dollars each. Last night, Monet Carter-Mixon slammed the mayor and city council for allowing the officers to step down. We should make it an issue to actually fire people who murder people. It shouldn't be allowed. You guys cannot continue to let killer cops get away with beating people senselessly in the middle of the street and act like they didn't do anything wrong. Tacoma Mayor Victoria Woodard says the city has more work to do and will focus on community oversight and transparency. 
to the presidential election. All eyes are on a Thurston County courthouse tomorrow. A judge will review a legal challenge that's attempting to keep former President Donald Trump off of Washington's primary election ballot. Plaintiffs argue that the 14th Amendment bars Trump from office because of his involvement in the January 6th insurrection. Republican Congressman Dan Newhouse of Central Washington will not say if he will back Trump now, even if he's the GOP nominee. David Hyde is here with the scoop. Dan Newhouse was one of just 10 Republicans in the U.S. House who voted to impeach Trump after the January 6th attack. Today, he was on C-SPAN and host Mimi Gurgis asked about the presidential primary. Would you support Donald Trump if he was the Republican nominee? I think it's very early for me to make that determination. Like I said, I'm waiting to hear uh, from the American people and, and who our options are going to be. Former President Trump just won the Iowa caucuses by a bigger margin than any previous Republican candidate. Only one other Republican U.S. House member who voted to impeach Trump is still in Congress. That's California Representative David Valadeo. Earlier, he said he would not endorse Trump for president. David Hyde, KUOW News. A big apology came today from the CEO of Alaska Airlines. Ben Minicucci is apologizing to hordes of travelers who've had flights canceled this month. To all who have been impacted by these disruptions, I am sorry. When you make plans, you put your trust in us, and we haven't been able to deliver. Alaska Air's Boeing 737 MAX 9s make up 20% of its fleet. They are still grounded after the mid-flight door plug blowout two weeks ago. Minicucci says the Seattle-based airline is reviewing quality control on the Boeing production line. The FAA released a statement today saying it is working on a new inspection and maintenance process. Back to the icy weather for a minute. Across the Northwest, ER doctors and nurses are inundated with fall injuries. Anna King has more. Many emergency rooms are seeing dozens of fall victims per shift come through their doors. Injuries from slipping on snow and ice. Elizabeth Phelan is the founding director of the Fall Prevention Clinic at Harborview Medical Center in Seattle. She says young people often have ankle or wrist injuries, Older people come in with hip fractures, back injuries, or shoulder breaks. She says any break can be a three-month recovery. It takes about that long for a bone to fully heal. So people's lives are definitely altered, and it often requires them to have help when they were previously independent. Falls may slow down as weather is expected to warm in the Northwest. I'm Anna King. In the state legislature, car chases by police are back up for debate. Regulating police vehicle pursuits has been a highly charged issue in recent years. Amy Radel has our story. Democratic state senators John Lovick and Monka Dingra have both advocated for strict limits on police vehicle pursuits because of the safety issues they present. But this year, they're also seeking new penalties for people who elude police. Their bill would make people arrested for fleeing subject to home monitoring and would allow their cars to be impounded. Steve Strand heads the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs. He says this bill represents an important new tool in the state's approach to these incidents. It should also include more significant mandatory sentences, 
more use of technology, and making sure that there's a significant consequence if a person flees from police. Legislators also have to decide how to respond to a Republican-backed initiative that would remove state oversight of pursuits and allow local police departments to make those decisions. Lawmakers could approve the initiative, let voters decide, or put an alternative on the ballot as well. Amy Radel, KUOW News. Another bill this year is about a very gendered document. Washington's Constitution refers to all lawmakers with he, him pronouns. Jeannie Lindsay explains. Washington's Constitution has been amended more than a 100 times, but the language in it referring to the governor, lawmakers, and other public servants is still exclusive to men. And this just didn't seem like something that was right, knowing that this Constitution was written in 1889, when women didn't have the right to vote. That's Representative Bill Ramos, who introduced a measure to make the Constitution's language gender neutral. There's currently a record number of women serving in the legislature. Critics say there are more pressing issues for lawmakers, but people who support the change say it would be an important step for women and non-binary people who might run for office. It would take approval from two-thirds of lawmakers in both the House and Senate to pass. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. A few more stories of note tonight. There's a new woman in charge of major federal crimes in western Washington. Tessa Gorman was sworn in today by the Biden administration as the new U.S. attorney for western Washington. The former Yale track athlete and UW professor is replacing Nick Brown, who's running for state attorney general. And two big companies saw protests today. Macy's workers at Alderwood Mall are on strike and pushing for a boycott over wage and benefit demands. And environmental protesters descended on Costco headquarters in Issaquah, pushing for the company to drop City as its credit card issuer. Costco's annual shareholders meeting is tomorrow. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. See ya!